Welcome to the Retail Ramble podcast, brought to you by Essential Retail, the independent voice in retail technology. If growing an e-commerce business is your focus, you need a platform that's focused on growth. Meet Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're starting out or running a well-known brand, you'll get everything you need to send memorable emails and much more. Clavio is trusted by more than 50,000 e-commerce businesses like Living Proof, T-Pigs, Skinny Dip London and Heist. Try Clavio for free at clavio.com forward slash ramble. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash ramble. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Retail Ramble podcast. I'm Caroline Baldwin. I'm your host and I'm also the editor of Essential Retail. Today, I'm really grateful to welcome Ardian Muller. He's the CEO at Food Hub. He's the head of this uh, takeaway delivery app that um, started up back in 2017. And it's been started to compete with a lot of rivals out there. And it's quite a complicated space at the moment with a lot going on in the e-commerce and delivering food and especially in covid Obviously, it's got really, really busy and there's been a lot of pressure on getting food um, to customers in their homes. So um, um is going to tell us that they've had a 400% order increase recently and they're hoping to deliver 10 million orders this year. So we're hoping to hear a little bit more about their interesting business model. So Ardian, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, firstly, did I get my stats right? There is it. Um, uh, is it four hundred percent order increase? It is correct, and it's growing every day. I'm sure. Has it been um, quite an interesting couple of months for you then? So, um, with COVID, is it is that is that where a lot of this increase is coming from? It certainly has. I mean, our orders have just gone through the roof as we went into March and the lockdown, mm-hmm. and we were really struggling to be able to cope with the amount of orders. Not so much in terms of the platform, is more in terms of restaurants being able to cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, a percentage of our restaurants decided to close completely, whilst others were having an influx of orders and they were struggling to deliver them in time to consumers. I'm sure a lot of restaurants were trying to figure out what their business was as were doing, weren't there? Even ones close to me were almost um, turning into little delis and shops still doing deliveries and i'm guessing there was a lot of trial and error over especially at the beginning of lockdown it definitely was uh we did see a lot of restaurants that were joining up trying to set up something and trying to keep the business going trying to provide the nation with food and obviously everybody loves a pizza kebab and we can't go to the restaurants to have it there then restaurant Restaurants work to try and deliver that. Of course. And you've got, is it 14,000 restaurant partners on your books now? We do, yes. And tell me a little bit about, you know, how you started it. So, you know, it was only talking about three years ago. And there are some big name players in this space that have got a lot of headlines and a lot of investment over, you know, the the, the past couple of years. So tell me, firstly, why you thought it was a good place to um, set up a business and why you decided to do that. 
we saw that a lot of restaurants were getting charged huge commissions, mm. anywhere between 15% to 35%. And we thought, is there an easy option that we can give these restaurants where they get charged a flat fee and they can have as many or as little orders as possible? And that's how the idea started. And then we've been developing that ever since. And it's been very popular with restaurants because their costs are fixed. They know how much they're going to pay at the end of the month. And those restaurants work with us to essentially make sure all their customers order through our platform. I see. And how is, how is that, as I say, because there are other quite a few different platforms out there, I'm sure at some point they'll end up gobbling each other's uh, other up. But um, how how are the restaurants that, you know, your 14,000 partners, are they on other platforms as well? Or are they do they tend to just um, use yours at the moment? I'm just thinking a flat fee is another fee on top of maybe percentage that they're paying to some of the other big guys as well. So how are you having what what's your restaurants and hospitality guys what are they saying to you at the moment they are on multiple platforms mm. however the more orders they get through our platforms the higher their profit margin is so for same amount of orders they might pay us let's say a fixed fee of 100 pounds per month however if they went with a commission based they might pay 700 to £1,500 to a competitor. Of course, of course. Do you think at the moment it's a lot of these restaurants are trying to work out where the long-term game is here? I'm guessing, you know, to, to my point earlier, there's been talks of one buying another and all that type of thing. Are they, are they trying to work out who's the best person to go with? So they're trying lots of different platforms and hopefully you're hoping that they will obviously stay with you. They are. And... One of the things that we have to provide is a simple platform for the consumers, a reliable platform, and then be able to deliver orders to them. As long as we can meet those criteria, which we're doing very well, by the way, on them, the restaurants are happy to continue with us. However, there is no getting away from some of the big commission-based players. No. So I think they're here to stay as much as I'd like to take over them and we will do our best to fight with them in that battle. But the main thing is helping the little restaurants. Some of those restaurants, they can't afford that 15 to 35% commission. Mm. So that's where we're coming. I guess some of the, um, you know, the more buzzword companies that are out there that, you know, they're working with the Nando's of the world and the big guys that wouldn't necessarily have that problem. But you, uh, does that mean that you're working with the much smaller takeaway and they're mostly they're mostly traditional takeaway restaurants or are they um, bigger, uh, like more, more um, sorry, are they mostly takeaways or are they kind of traditional restaurants or a bit of both? If you look at our books, most of us are smaller takeaways and restaurants which our competitors would also have on their books. However, some of the bigger players do have like the likes of Nando's and Burger King, McDonald's and these. Mm -hmm. However, though, we just, the key things we have to look at is sometimes the consumer gets hit on this. So what tends to happen is because depending on which platform you use, you might end up paying more because you're using that platform. 
the food is essentially the same. It's made in the same kitchen. It's made by chef. So the question I would ask some of the people is, why pay two pounds more just by using a commission-based platform? No, it's definitely true. The, these restaurants, especially the smaller ones, they have to uh, recoup that excessive commission somewhere. As you say, if it's going up to 35% and it's already tight margins in this business as it is, you know, you can, it, it annoys the consumers if they see that it's a couple of quid more on these platforms rather than going direct. Is that, um, are consumers starting to get a bit, um, I don't know, are they starting to learn this a little bit more? Are they starting to wise up to this? They are. They are starting to wise up to that and they see it. And sometimes though it can be a bit tricky to understand that because in face value, it looks the same in terms of pricing, but then delivery charges, it might not be included. So if you look at one of our big competitors, they'll say they'll guarantee you a price promise and the price is going to be the same from both platforms. Well, if you read further, you'll understand actually only the price of item, delivery charge is not included. So you've got to look at as a whole. And from some research that we did, uh, we got an independent company to do to place the same order on our platform and competitors' platforms. And we came on average about 15% cheaper. And it's the same food. There's no difference to the quality that you receive. I see. Talk to me a little bit about the platform itself. And are you from a technology background? And how did you develop it? And what kind of issues have you had as you've gone along? Uh, yes, originally I am from a tech background. I used to be a programmer, went to Staffordshire University and studied networks and security. I uh, did a few years there. Unfortunately, I didn't finish it. I dropped out. I thought, running a business might be more attractive than university. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the, the platform, it's all about simplicity. It's all about how easy it is for people to order. And then try and incorporate all the latest tech to give to the smaller restaurants. So what if you look at somebody, let's say like Domino's, they'd have millions of pounds to invest onto the platform. And they have their own IT, they have their own tech, they have their developers, their graphics designers, but the smaller restaurants, they can't have all of that. However, we can achieve this, given these uh, smaller restaurants, all these features by just charging them that simple fee, because we've got 14,000 clients, that's where all the funding comes for it. Of course. So t tell me, how many people are working on the platform? And, you know, do you have a, um, how many people in the office? Where's your head office? That kind of thing. All right. Uh, so head office is in Stoke-on-Trent. This is where we started. We probably got about 20, 30 people that work from the office. We've got a lot of people that work on the field. So mm -hmm. somebody who works in Edinburgh to support the, the takeaways and restaurants over there, he'll probably only come down to the head office once a year or something like that. So there's a lot of people spread throughout. Then we got uh, call centers to help deal with queries, emails, chats, uh, adding new restaurants, sales. So as a team, we've got about 700 plus people working uh, to achieve this vision of commission-free platform. I see. And where, where do you hope that you and the team will be in five years' time? 
five years time, uh, ideally operating the platform in a hundred different countries. Oh, wow. Big, big, big ambitions there then. Have you looked to um, scale into different countries yet? We are experimenting. We do, in Ireland, we've started Australia, New Zealand, and very little we're doing in US. So we're just testing the platform. We've signed a few restaurants. So at the moment, we're going through that phase of fine-tuning the software over there. And does the attitude to this, um, because I I feel that the takeaway apps seem to have come out of nowhere in the last couple of years, you know, and it's almost quite second nature, especially when you're stuck at home in a pandemic to um, reach to your phone's order rather than um, using an app rather than phoning up a local restaurant. Is that the same elsewhere in the world or is it is the UK pretty advanced in that respect? As you said, this market has really boomed in terms of using the apps. And we generally see it the same throughout the countries where we operate in. And one of the things that has helped is the focus on simplicity. It, and I, and I've, I've got to really emphasize in this point that there is another race. So there's a race, obviously, to who can get more clients. But there's also a tech race on who can make the most simplest app, who reduce the amount of steps that you can order takeaway and one of and that has been one of my key focus within our app so if you're a regular customer with one of our partners you can potentially place an order by pressing two buttons the first button as soon as you load the app you'll see a reorder button you press that everything goes into your basket again you have your your preferred address your preferred payment methods and the final step you just swipe across and you confirm your order. That's the dream, isn't it, really? when you Because we, we've sp- I've spoken to many retailers that are trying to condense down that, um, the ba- you know, the checkout experience and going from putting something in your basket to paying. You know, you don't want somebody to be sat at home and then, oh, changed my mind. Oh, actually, it's probably I should probably have a salad from the fridge tonight and then to um, to bas- abandon their basket. That's the worst thing ever. But I suppose in your industry, people are having similar, you know, people have their favorite curry that they go to so it's a bit easier to do that in and it's a really good um, good uh, aspect of the app i'm sure it is and one of the things that i would say to some of your listeners and i'm sure maybe they're more expert than me in this area but really focus on simplifying that checkout process i've had experience of ordering online myself with some retailers and there's just so much the process is so hard to get to the checkout page and really, I'd say focus on that speed of checkout. If you can't get to the checkout and pay within one or two clicks, then you're going to have dropouts. And just one of the things is have on the same page the delivery address and the payment uh, details, for example. Whilst you see some retailers, you have you go to the first page, you do some selection, the second, the third, the fourth. By the time somebody gets to the fourth page, they dropped out. Mm-hmm. They would have logged onto Amazon and ordered that. Uh, I don't know, box of tissues or that uh, pair of headphones that they wanted to order. 
No, it's so true. I did exactly the same last night. There was um, a dress that was advertised on Instagram and I really liked it. And I went onto the website and because there were just probably, it was probably pretty seamless as it was, but just that extra click just made me go, oh, no, I bet I better not. I better say, better save that, save that cash. And I dropped out and I just thought, oh goodness, this is, I'm becoming the customer that my, my readers absolutely hate. <laughs> But what I say is they need to use technology, right? So if you look at that, uh, what you were trying to buy, if that had been thought out and implemented, what if they integrated Apple Pay? So where you just press one button, it already knows your default address. It already has your card details. It would have been so easy for you to process that order. Very true. Very true. That that would have um, that would have probably meant that I'd have had a dress coming to me today or tomorrow. I'm sure that is the case. And Aidy, what do you think about the wider? Let's just go back to takeaways for a moment. And um, you know, we're we're in the middle of more more further restrictions as we approach winter. And you know, uh, customers, I think. A few months ago, when we first went into lockdown, people just needed to eat and they weren't going anywhere and they wanted a treat. The combination of COVID and a potential recession, do you think people are going to cut back on takeaways? Do you think that that's a bit of a concern? I don't think so. Uh, we love our takeaways too much, to be honest. So we can still eat, keep eating. So you think that's a, that's not that's not a problem? And um, in terms of economic hardships with obviously the actual industry itself which is going to um, suffer quite a lot going forward um what are your cust- are your customers really worried are they taking it on the chin what's the how's the industry coping uh, there are concerns there uh initially in the first lockdown there was concerns whether there would be enough stock coming through the channel of course uh however the pricing has gone up if you look at the pricing of cheese, the pricing of flour, and these sort of, and even meat, that has gone up. And it's all due to the demand that is coming, which is a good thing. However, also logistics. So there is concerns there. Uh, however, the restaurants are coping very well with that. And let's um, let's hope they they continue to. That's even before we get into probably um, uh, Brexit issues with the cost of imports as well. It's um, it's a very tricky time to, for uh, both retail and the wider hospitality industry. And um, 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 Ardian, it's um, been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for um, sharing some details about um, your app Food Hub and uh, the business and how it really differs to a lot out there at the moment. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you one question, which is what is the one buzzword circulating your industry so it could be maybe in food and takeaways or potentially in technology uh what's the one buzzword that's overused and you wish you could ban and never hear again what's the one word ai or mi it just i think people just talk too much about it it's there's too much hype definitely is there um do, do you think it's not going to live up to the hype i think it is uh, but we're not there yet. And they just you see it used so much in cases where really there is no AI on it. It's probably just a traditional coding in the background. But the, you get companies saying, oh, we've got this AI, that AI. I think they just sometimes it can be a bit misleading. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, veered its way into marketing speak a lot of the time, I think. And you've got to be quite savvy technologist to work out 
is it actually true AI or is it is it just a buzzword? So it's a it's a very good one to add to our dictionary there. Um, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you um, you coming on the podcast to uh, chat chat with me today. And um, to our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Retail Ramble podcast. We'll be back with you with another episode very soon. Growing an e-commerce business is your focus. You need a platform that's focused on growth. Meet Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're starting out or running a well-known brand, you'll get everything you need to send memorable emails and much more. Clavio is trusted by more than 50,000 e-commerce businesses like Living Proof, T-Pigs, Skinny Dip London and Heist. Try Clavio for free at clavio.com forward slash ramble. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash ramble.